You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. We hope that wherever you are listening to today's show, that it serves you well, it fires you up in your email communication to clients, and it gives you a solid framework on how to wow your inquiries from the very first email you send. Okay, now this is a very, very random interjection that I'm going to put in here, but did anyone else in middle school, I was having this conversation with a friend the other day, this is so off topic, it's ridiculous, but did anyone else in middle school do that thing with like your fingers by your mouth where you would go, wow, or like, wow, mom, did is that literally just me? Okay, I, if, if P, somebody can DM me <laughs> and let me know if that's a thing or if I was just that nerdy middle schooler, that would be great. Okay, moving on. Anyways, how to wow your inquiries is what made me think of it. <laughs> if you haven't already... <laughs> Hit the subscribe button to uh, be regularly updated of our insanity and craziness. Uh, Make sure you do that because we drop episodes every Tuesdays and Thursdays. So there's a lot coming out at you. You will get notified when we drop new episodes if you are subscribed. So if you've listened for a while and you love the show, we would be so honored if you would take two minutes and leave a quick five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It genuinely helps our show so much and helps us continue to pour out free business education for you twice a week. Alrighty. Now, moving on after all that. Today's show, we are diving into how to hook inquiring clients from the very first email. So if you're someone who keeps getting ghosted or feels like you're never booking clients or clients are never emailing you back after you respond to their inquiry, then don't go anywhere for this episode because this is for you, my friend. We are going to dive into the nitty gritty of exactly what you should be including in your first email to a client and how to go about doing it. Now, this episode is meaty, so uh, put on your bib, grab your knife, (laughs) forks, and pull up a chair. Let's dive right on in. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. All right, I'm pumped for today's episode. I know we always say that, but I feel like just we're excited people and we can be excited about every episode. Sure. Um, <laughs> so I I think this is a topic that a lot of people struggle with, a lot of business owners struggle with, especially in the service-based industry, is what exactly to include in your email to an inquiring client. Um, I think a lot of people deal with ghosting. A lot of people feel like they respond back to an inquiry and they just hear crickets, they get nothing. And they're like, what the heck am I doing wrong? Well, we're going to kind of break down and analyze what exactly you're including or not including in your first email that you send to an inquiry. And I think there's a lot of things that people do wrong, things that people do right. And so we're going to kind of break down what we do, why we do it, and how specifically to do it. Because I think there's a lot of things that can just be beneficial in that first email to really hook a client. So that's what we're going to talk about. And 
We have, I believe, how many points do we have? Four points. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to dive into the first one, which oh, I'm very passionate about this first one. Number one, in your email, this is for all emails, but especially that first email that you respond to a client with, write how you actually speak in real life. I cannot reiterate that enough. Genuinely sit down. If you are writing out an email, I want you to speak it out loud. And if it does not sound like you talking to your best friend, scrap it and try again, my friend, because I think that's something that instantly can create connection or not create connection. It can make you sound like a trusted best friend or it can make you sound like a stiffy, stiffy, (laughs) a stuffy, just business person that that they don't connect with. (laughs) Evie's laughing at me (laughs) silently. Are you what what is so funny? I don't get it. I don't know. It's just stiffy made me laugh really hard. Keep going. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Um, basically, in that first email, what I say is screw professionalism. And when we say screw professionalism, that doesn't mean to screw excellence. You can still respond with excellence and in a timely fashion and all of that. But when we say screw professionalism, I think that I I want that to give you the permission to not have to write like a corporate robot. You don't have to respond to every inquiry like, thank you so much for inquiring to me. I am very honored you're considering me for this service or whatever. Like talk like a human being. And if your personality isn't bombastic, like me and Evie, that's totally fine. You don't have to be like, la, 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 I'm all over the place today. Hope you guys are enjoying this. Um, (laughs) But you don't have to respond like that if that's not authentic to you. So the point being, you don't have to just basically respond as you, authentically as you talk, as you say words, the verbiage that you normally use, the slang that you normally use. Make sure that that's very present in your email because I can't tell you the amount of times that I get responses back from my clients from my first email that literally say, I love you so much. I feel like I'm already your best friend or that we're already best friends. And to me, for my business, that's my goal. Um, And so I think just writing like how you speak in real life, it helps you connect with them as a friend and as a real human being. And personally, the way I do it is I try to create that email like I'm texting a BFF because I I genuinely want to be friends with my clients. And so that's kind of how I operate that. I know that Evie does the same thing. Um, and again, that doesn't mean that you don't have to be professional or say what you're saying with excellence. I don't think that is mutually exclusive with being professional or, or using slang. I think those two can go hand in hand. 100% could not agree more. And I know we've said this before, but professionalism is different than excellence. I believe that excellence can be achieved while still screwing like a professional like voice that that we have our in our minds like as a box. So I don't think I think those go hand in hand. Yeah. All right. Now moving on. Number two is going to be include a high quality branded pricing guide. So this you want to be as luxurious and informational and professional as possible. This is one area where you can really harness that professionalism while still keeping that you know, personalized BFF type of voice or, you know, connection oriented voice. This is a great way for you to serve your clients from the minute they get that first email back from you. And I think a lot of people 
in especially service industries lately have started to go away. I think they're coming back, but I think a lot of people have started to go away from giving the pricing in that first email. And Lindsay and I are very, very strong believers to give the pricing directly up front because people get so frustrated with the the games that a lot of people play. You know, I know Uh for me personally, if I reach out to somebody about some sort of service or or whatever, and they won't even tell me a general idea of their pricing and they won't, they won't tell me what, you know, the pricing might be. They're like, oh, well, let's, you know, tell me more about your project. You know what? Let's hop on a call or anything like that. I'm like, I don't have time for that. I want to know if you're even within my budget, if you're, if your services are even with what I'm looking for, like, tell me that information before I give you any more of my time. (laughs) It feels disingenuous. It feels like you're just stringing them along. Like you can ask them, Hey, tell me about your project or tell me about whatever while also still giving them money. I think it would be like, you're going on Amazon Prime to buy a movie and instead of just being able to buy it, this maybe is not the best example because that's not a service, but whatever. Uh, it's Instead of being able to buy it, you'd have to email Amazon back and forth five times and then they would give you the price in order to buy it. I don't know, yeah. again, if that's the best example, but it, it it's it's annoying is what yeah. we're trying to say. And I think, it, I think it makes people frustrated and feel like their time isn't being valued, especially a lot in the event space there's usually a lot of planning of thought, you know, investment going in. There's a lot going on in your client's mind. You know, this, this is weddings. This can be, you know, any sort of like birthday parties or, or whatever. It doesn't matter. Just any sort conference. of event. Yeah. yeah. Conference where a lot of planning's going on. They aren't wanting to sit there and spend, you know, an hour or more total emailing you back and forth and hopping on a meeting and having a consultation and all these different things, they want to know if there's even a possibility that they can work with you, feel it out if it's right a fit. So this is why we are so, so passionate about putting your pricing in your first email. And a great way to do that is to put it into a high quality pricing guide. So in that pricing guide, you can have stuff like welcoming them to the experience. Talk about what the experience looks like to work with you. You should have that written out in the email as well, but put more information into that pricing guide of, of you know, what you do for your clients and how you're different from, you know, the competition and why they should choose you over Sally down the road and things like yeah. that. I think that's a really good area where you can attract and repel. Yes. To really hone in on your ideal client. Um, Some other things that you could include in a pricing guide are reviews. That's just proof that you're awesome. I like to personally put a review right before the page where they see the pricing so they can be like, she's awesome. And that's why. Okay. (laughs) Um, Another thing to include is obviously a blurb about you. Don't assume Mm -hmm. that everybody that's inquiring read your entire website or has read your about me page. They probably have, but if they haven't, like that's not a hurt to introduce yourself again. Um, And that's a whole other topic that we could get into, but stop hiding behind your work. So make sure that you, a photo, a good close-up photo of you smiling at the camera, face-to-face or face-to-lens is in there (laughs) with a good bio. It can be the same one as that's on your website. That's fine. But just make sure that that's in your pricing guide. I think that helps elevate it and really personalize Mm -hmm. it as well. Including that with that sling. Like that I said, one. Yeah. And having your full pricing breakdown in that pricing guide. Talk about, yes, this is, you know, package one or option one or collection one or whatever. And then walk them through the inclusives of that, you know, help them to understand why that investment is so worthwhile that they're getting all these things with it. Have your full 
pricing breakdown in that includes, you know, the the packages or collections or alternative options, you know, add-ons, different things like that. Have all of that included in detail in that page so they they fully understand or pages so that they fully understand what the investment includes and and their hard-earned cash is going to go towards making their life significantly better. Yeah. The other thing that I would include in a pricing guide and on your website, honestly, is FAQs. Um, I think this is really, really helpful, especially for healthy client communication to make sure that Mm -hmm. everything that they could possibly be thinking about asking you, you've already answered because that just, it decreases the amount of back and forth emails that you have to do of them asking all these questions. Um, And then in that, in the body of your email, like the text, I would tell them specifically when you're saying, hey, my pricing guide is linked, make sure to read through all the FAQs. Um, And if you still have questions, I'm happy to answer them. But that way, you're kind of directing them to make sure that they read that. Um, And that way, any possible question like you're that's just giving them again, a better service because you're valuing their time, you're valuing the fact that you've already thought of all the possible questions that they could possibly ask. It also makes your job easier as the business owner that you might not have sticky situations down the line because you weren't upfront in saying those things. Mm -hmm. Uh, A really good example in the photography industry is clients not valuing the fact that you also edit the photos. And so maybe when you deliver a gallery, they might ask for raw images. And if you are not a photographer, that basically means unedited, like not JPEG images, uh, like the raw file that comes out of the camera. Yeah. Um, If you don't say that upfront, if that's not in your contract and that's also not in your FAQs, they're not going to like, you can't assume that someone that's not in the photography industry would know that you can like joke about it. Like, Oh, they asked me for raws, but like, that's not their fault. If they genuinely didn't know that and you didn't, mm-hmm. you were not right in saying that. So like even making sure that like one of your FAQ questions, if you're a photographer is, do you, or can I ask for raws unedited photos? And you'd be like, no, you cannot. <laughs> Yes, it's just a great way to serve your clients, you know, even further and to answer any pain points or any confusion or any uncertainty that they may have. So FAQs are a great page. And then the final page and the final thing that I would say are so, so beneficial on pricing guides is a next step page. So walk your potential clients step by step through what it looks like to work with you. Because even at the end of the pricing guide, they may be like, okay, well, I think I want to work with you, but how much do I have to put down? And, you know, when could we have a, a talk, talk to see if, you know, this is the right investment or, or how often do you communicate with us? Is it just, does it start, you know, X amount before our project or are you open for communication throughout the whole process? Like that type of information, again, use that section of the next steps to eliminate those pain points in your client's journey and in your process and to make it super clear step-by-step, step, this is how you work with me and this is how I'm going to serve you. Yeah, um, I think it. it's just not only is a pricing guide, a high level quality branded pricing guide, very helpful for you as the business owner, but it also gives your brand like a, a higher elevation of quality. And I think if you are charging like good, like no prices, it, it just kind of helps benefit the quality of, of why you're pricing that. It, does that make sense? It, like... Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It basically elevates the entire experience and quality of your brand as a whole, making when they see the prices make sense a little bit more than if you you are charging like $5,000 for a certain package, no matter what industry you're in. And then you just like type out the 
the different collections or packages on like a Word document or worse, you just include them in the email with no pricing guide. Mm-hmm. It just, it doesn't seem as high end or luxurious. Luxurious, that's a great word. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so I think, yeah, pricing guide that's very high quality branded is key. And now if your next question is, well, Lindsay, Evie, where do we find such a thing? Like, do I make it on my own? Do I figure out how to work freaking Photoshop? I'm not a designer. I'm not a graphic designer. I don't, I don't know how to do this. I don't know where to find it. Well, my friend, we got you. We have solved your problems. <laughs> we, if you did not hear the information and the announcement, we have officially announced that we are releasing the Heart University shop, which is basically packed full of resources for the creative entrepreneur and entrepreneurs in general. And included in that is going to be a pricing guide template for you with all of these sections that we've mentioned and many more. What, like Basically, you just open it up, you customize it to you, your brand, super customizable, all of that. And you are able to step away with a personalized, high-quality, branded pricing guide that can help you hook those inquiries from the first email. Yes. And what's even more is we designed these with our designer on Canva, which you can pay for Canva for like the full the full thing, but you also don't have, yeah, for pro, but you also don't have to pay for Canva. You can use it free with templates. So we wanted to make these pricing guide or well, these guides, we have more than just pricing guides, but these guides available for you, that would be one, so, so easy to customize because we not, we know that not everyone has InDesign or Photoshop. And even if you do have those things, it might be really like a steep learning curve with more (laughs) design minded, uh, technology like that. Um, Whereas Canva is so easy to tweak, to change, to design things or just flip-flop things in there. Um, And so that's why we made them on Canva for you so that it'd be so easy to just put your photos in, change the text to make it customized to you and your business and away you go. So we hope that you are excited about that. They're not launched yet. The shop is not launched yet. It launches so soon. Evie, Evie, you look like you're... Yeah, I have. I I just have a couple of things to say. First of all, even though it's so customizable and so editable, it looks so professional. So it's easy to edit, but it looks great. But then the other thing that I like, Lindsay was like, you know, Photoshop might be a steep learning curve. My personal story, which I think I may have said this on the podcast before, when I first bought a, like a, a guide template, when I was first starting my photography business, I spent three months and probably like 60 to 80 hours customizing and tweaking that template because I did not know how Photoshop worked. And I had to Google everything. I was watching YouTube tutorials on simple things like how to use text in Photoshop and all these different things because it's such a meaty program. How to work with the layers. I literally, the layers, oh my gosh, it took me, I'm not kidding, three months of like, that was my top project trying to get this pricing guide done. And it was- Which should not be the case. Like it should not take that long to make something so simple. Especially if you're buying a template. I had never used Photoshop before too. That's the other thing. Like I had no experience with Photoshop, but still that's why we chose to make it with a software and a program that is so, so easy for you to use, but also has the same professional and incredible like ability to look bomb. So anyways, that's the only thing I wanted to say. People call Canva Photoshop for dummies. Yeah, that's kind of (laughs) true. Yeah. I have a question for you. Okay. Do you create so much content you often feel stuck? Uh-huh. Between blog posts, Instagram captions, free recreation, email campaigns, there is so much writing, right? 
Freaking yes. I've definitely been there, and I know how frustrating it can be to feel like you have nothing to talk about. So if you're consistently staring at a blank screen and blinking cursor, we wanted to give you an entirely free guide we just created for you. Guys, our content creation guide is pages of content ideas that you can use to write meaningful captions, blog posts, and more that connect with your ideal audience and create that value and trust that's so vital in order to sell successfully. You can use our ideas directly. There are dozens of them that you can immediately pull from, or you can use them to trigger new ideas for your content creation process. This freebie is so jam-packed that Lindsay and I even go back and reference it when we feel stuck. It that good, fam. If you're sick of not posting or creating any content because your brain feels empty every time you step up to the plate, uh, um, the keyboard, then we got you. Bye-bye, writer's block. Hello, value-filled content. Go to www.theheartuniversity.com slash content or click the link in the show notes. Now go kick some butt and create some content. We wanted to interrupt this episode real fast to chat about counseling. Now, counseling is so often stigmatized in a negative way, and it absolutely should not be. Because Evie and I so firmly support counseling in all stages of life, we were so excited when BetterHelp, an online counseling company, reached out to us to be a sponsor on the show. We were able to try it ourselves for a bit, and our experiences were incredible. I was even able to go on and fill out a full list of information about myself, my desires in a counselor, including religious beliefs, and more. I was matched with an amazing counselor who shares my worldview, and I absolutely loved the ability to put preferences like that down on the questionnaire. Something else we genuinely loved about BetterHelp is that they offer four ways to get licensed counseling. Video sessions, phone calls, live chat, and messaging. It's honestly incredible. If you've been contemplating counseling but are feeling lost on where to start, we definitely recommend BetterHelp. We both had great experiences with them and have so many friends also loving their services. So we have an affiliate link for you today for 10% off your first month. Just go to www.betterhelp.com forward slash heart and hustle. All right. So that's the only thing we wanted to say. And then we will move on to hooking your inquiries from the first email. Number three, Lindsay, you want to dive in? Yes, yes. So number three, a very important one. If you want to wow inquiring clients when they inquire within your first email, you need to make sure that that first email back to them after they have inquired is within 24 hours of them inquiring. And I say that because we live in a day and age that people don't like to wait. That's why Amazon Prime is now a thing. And it's it just is keep it keeps like pushing the limit. There was two-day shipping. And now, depending on if you're in a big city, it's like one-day shipping or same day or like, what is it, two-hour shipping? It's, it's getting a little ridiculous. But it's basically proving the point that as human beings, we do not like to wait. We like to have things instantaneously. And as entrepreneurs, we have to take that human knowledge or that knowledge of how human beings work and apply it to how we run our businesses. Mm-hmm. That means... If people are reaching out to you for whatever service, you can't also assume that you're the only person that they're reaching out to. And we have to remember that who they're going to book with is most often the person that they connect with the most that fits their budget if that's a concern for them and that just fits all their boxes. You could fit all your their boxes, but if you respond in three to four days, someone's probably already beat you to it. And so it's not like they're going to wait for you because you're just a magical unicorn. Like the name of the game is whoever connects with them the fastest. So if you want to wow them, respond to their freaking email within 24 hours at 48 at the absolute max. But I really recommend within 24. Honestly, I even recommend same day if you can. 
it just will put you light years above a lot of people because a lot of people do not do that, shockingly as it seems. It will not only make you seem so professional because you're obviously on it, but it's also just, it's setting up that client communication on the on the perfect foot. Like if you're, if they've inquired with you and they're waiting like five days and then you finally get back to them, no matter how awesome that email is, they're gonna already be annoyed because it took you five days to get back to them. You know what I'm saying? There's already gonna be a sour taste in their mouth. And right. you know, even if they end up working with you and love you and you know, all that different stuff, there's still gonna be a part of them that's like, why did I wait a week? Or, you know, I know in in a business that I'm working in right now, we sent an email to someone three, two or three months ago. And they literally just emailed us back like two days ago. And I'm like, uh, well, that doesn't bode well for our future communication. Like, you know, right. and obviously that's an extreme example, but even still three, four five days, if they have an urgent question when, you know, as a client who needs your help, once they booked with you, are they going to have to wait five days to get a response? Like this just setting a very, very poor expectation with your clients. So yeah. respond as quickly as possible. Something that I would add to that is if you are at the capability where you have a team, if you're out of office, something that I do when I'm on vacation or just out of office is I will still have that priority of getting back to people ideally within 24 hours. And I'll just have my assistant respond back either as her or for me, it, depending on what the what the email is. Um, or I will have, if you don't have a team member, something that you can do that is still being honorable to get back to them within a certain amount of time is have an autoresponder saying that, hey, I'm on vacation for this week and I'm not able to get to your email, but I promise I will get back ASAP. That's something that you can do if you really want to be off the grid for a vacation um, and really just have that work-life separation. It's not obvious, like obviously they still might go with somebody else in that week, even if you did send that email, but it's it's better than you not saying anything and then a week later getting back to them and being like, I'm so sorry, I was on vacation. Like just have that autoresponder on or have mm-hmm. your team member handle it while you're away. That way you have, again, even if you're physically away, you can have automatic communication as soon as possible. Yeah. And one other thing that is a great, great way to be able to respond to emails within 24 hours is to have email templates. And that saves you so much time, so much mental energy. I think I'm pretty sure either I just talked about this recently on the podcast or you and I did. did. We talked about it a few weeks ago. Okay, perfect. I'm like, this is, I'm having such a weird deja vu moment. But (laughs) just because we want to clarify, having an email template does not mean that you automatically sound like a robot. It means that you've simplified your process and you're writing, you're using a template that you would naturally respond to every email with. And so that's your basis that you then customize and tweak and send off. It can save you 20 to 30 minutes per email, depending on how much you're writing in that first email, which by the way, should be a lot. So yeah, that's another thing. And Lindsay, do you want to add anything in there? I'll just add a little, we just talked about the heart shop that's launching in a couple of weeks. Something else in addition to PDF guides that is going to be in that shop is our pricing guide pack. So or sorry, not our pricing guide pack. I just completely botched that lo- that little announcement. That was, that email- was a, such a good lead up and then nothing. <laughs> and then nothing. Uh, what I'm trying to say is there'll be an email template pack for you to purchase with yes. all of our email templates laid out. Basically the first initial inquiry and that you can build upon or the follow-up email, the email that you send right after somebody books, the email asking for a review, just 
there's a lot of goodness in there. there, So that's also going to be available. There are actual email templates that we use in our business. And we encourage you to customize them. We give you sections to customize and all of that. But it's genuinely what we use in our business, especially our photography businesses, to communicate with our clients. So it gives you a great, great foundation to get started with your own emails as well. So keep your eyes out for that. All right. And number four, the last point on how to hook inquiries from your very first email. This one kind of addresses the tone of how you write. Obviously, you should write in your own like personal verbiage of how you speak. But specifically, this point is to be confident in yourself, your services, and your pricing. Basically, standing tall in your own worth is attractive to people. When you confidently say, hey, this is who I am, this is who I serve, this is who I don't serve, and you don't have to say the word, this is who I don't serve, in the language that you use on who you serve, the opposite obviously is is unspoken, but it's there. Um, But don't be afraid to just be confident and bold in being like, these are my prices, this is who I work for, this is the experience I offer, and don't apologize for that. Now, don't be an arrogant jerk, obviously, when you say that. Don't be like, this is who I work for and no one else. And this is all I do. And this is what it is. Like, you don't have to say like that. But just don't be wishy-washy. Don't be clingy. Don't act like a needy boyfriend who's like, oh, um, I mean, this is my prices. But I mean, I'm willing to talk about it. Or or let me know what your thoughts are and we can like work something out. Like, no, don't do that. (laughs) Yeah, I, I feel like it's super important to explain whether that's actually with written words of like, you know, not even necessarily clarifying these, these are my prices. And this is why I've priced them such, you know, in such a way, but via words saying, I strive to create an experience that is X, Y, and Z for my clients. And I show up and go above and beyond with X, Y, and Z. Like that's automatically in not as many words, explaining why your prices are set the way they are. It's showing the experience. So usually that information is going to go into your pricing guide, but also put that in your first email, have some information of what it's like to work with you and how you serve and, and make their life better, solve their problems, you know, eliminate their pain points, the things that they're struggling with in this situation, with this project, with this season of life, whatever. How are you you going to show up and make their life better and just be confident in that stand tall in that don't as Lindsay was saying don't be an arrogant jerk don't bulldoze anyone don't you know I've I've given discounts to people on occasion if I fell in love with them and they just were in a season of life where they could not possibly afford my prices but I was obsessed with them you know you are the boss you get to call those shots but don't be the person who's coming at that first email with I'm willing to discuss budget like I don't recommend that. There are very, very, very few situations where I would ever recommend that. So stand tall in yourself, your services, and your prices. Mm, So good. All right, a quick review of the points that we made. Number one, write your first email and all your subsequent emails, actually how you speak in real life. Use the slang that you use. Use the verbiage that you use. A really good tip is to speak it out loud before you send it um, or before you've finalized your template, I could say. Number two, include high quality, include a high quality branded pricing guide. Make sure that your guide that you're giving them elevates your entire brand, elevates the experience, and then answers questions before they ask, sets you up as the expert, as just the professional bomb business owner that you are. And just hint, hint, that's coming in our shop very soon. Number three, (laughs) number three is respond within 24 hours. 
Again, we live in a high demand world where people want things instantly. You have to follow suit as an entrepreneur, respond to people ASAP. You're going to be much more likely to get a response and to actually book that client. And number four, be confident in yourself, your services, and your prices. Stand tall. Do not apologize for your worth. Do not apologize for your prices and own it. That is all I have for you today. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope it was helpful. And we are so excited for the shop dropping. We hope that this is something that just releases so many resources for you to begin to up-level and kick butt and slay the game as a business owner. So if you are excited about the shop, if you enjoyed this episode, if it was helpful, any of the above, feel free to screenshot this, share it on your social media, tag Lindsay, myself, or The Heart. Uh, The handles for that is at The Heart University, at Mrs. Lindsay Roman and at Evie Rupp. And feel free to also just DM us if you have thoughts or feedback or anything. We love chatting with you guys. So we are excited to see you kicking butt this week. We are here for you. We are cheering you on and we will see you in the next episode.